Welcome to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are your thoughts keeping you small? Are you ready to get big? I will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. Explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big. Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now. All right. Welcome, everybody. See me fixing my mic and everything else. That's because we're the real show. You know, this is what I love about doing this. No matter what we do, there's one thing we always are. We just show up as ourselves. That's what Get Big Out Loud with Carrie is all about. Carrie Knudsen joining me here today. This is her show. I get to hang out with her. Today, this is really cool because we're talking about holding on and letting go. And I was, before we came on, I was just sort of whining a little bit, but not maybe whining a little bit about today, I'm going to have to leave a little bit early to go back home because my my backyard, which is usually green, like with the grass this time of year, is like this rust, beautiful rust color, like this beautiful brown rust color because I've not had this happen before. I lived in a different house. So the cedar trees, correct me, Benny or Jacob, if I'm wrong about this, or Olivia, you can type it in chat the these trees like the one i got right out there they get brown they have these brown leaves and then the tree lets go and lets them drop and they drop the dead stuff because they're brown they're not green and in the pacific northwest this is an evergreen so it's not going to be like the trees over here in this window it's like the trees here it's evergreen but it has a beautiful way of letting go. Now, good news is they're beautiful all year long. I have a beautiful backyard. The other good news, which requires work, is they are soaking wet because it's been raining here. So I have to get myself home and clean up what the tree has let go. Isn't that the topic for today? <laughs> yes, it is. That's perfect. Yeah, I hope you think about it as you're cleaning up today. What does this let go that I can take now and continue on its journey? <laughs> but this is really the key. See, trees know. Everybody thinks, oh, it's temperature related or it's this related. And I had a friend of mine who studies all of the tree things. And, you know, she said, no, the trees are smart. They know when to let go. And it may or may not be related to, quote, the temperature as we think it is, right? Um, But as humans, we do not know how to be like the tree. Well, that's why when I thought about talking today, the idea of trees, and, and it's perfect because it's fall. Most people can relate to fall, well, except for our southern friends, right, who like have, have similar season all the time. But we know the idea of fall, right? And the whole thing around when to hold on and when to let go. And I think the tree analogy is so perfect because when you see trees, especially now I'm in Colorado, some of them are still fully holding on because we haven't had a big storm yet, right? Changing colors and others have them dump their leaves. And I kept thinking about this month, how do they know when to hold on and when to let go? And then how could we translate that into us? 
how do we know what to hold on to and what to let go of and when to do it? And I think that's such a human struggle. So I wanted to use that analogy, especially now is the perfect time of year to think about holding on to things and letting go. And how do we know, right? How do we make it possible? And, and what, and with a tree, a lot of things I've noticed when the leaves finally do come off the tree, the, the tree is able to store its energy, its core energy and prepare. It may not look like it's doing much, but it's preparing and it's resting and it's getting ready. And there's growth going on, even though we can't see it. It made me think about humans too. When is there a time to let go and store your energy and, and prepare, right? And, and, and what keeps us strong. So there are a lot of things to talk about today, but the yeah. tree is central. Okay. The tree All right. is central. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Where do we want to start? Where do we want to start? Okay, so let's talk about this idea of identity. If you could just give us a rundown through this. And let me just tell you why. Um, I, I work with women in addiction and alcoholism and addiction recovery. And one of the ladies that is a member of NA, Narcotics Anonymous, in case people don't know, that's the drug part of 12 Steps. She said to me, I'm like Rue in the series euphoria now what does that mean to me when you're sponsoring somebody in a program that says i if you want to know me i'm like real so who do you think binged watch the entire season of euphoria over the weekend <laughs> now i binge watch it because i was online working on a whole bunch of technology things but by the time i was done i had such a depth of understanding of what this person thought about herself and how she saw herself. Can you talk about this? Can you talk about personal identity from your perspective? Yes, and I think understanding the topic of holding on and letting go is rooted in, the, in our personal identity. And we need, sometimes when we talk about letting go, it's like, I should just let go of everything and I should just be you know, um, ready for that. And I often say, no, there's some things we need to hold on to for sure. And our personal identity, I feel like it's, it's worth examining because sometimes our personal identity, how it gets formed, and then also how it serves us changes over time. So when we're, it's really not static. Like some people think my personal identity, this is just how I am and I'm static and that, that's it. And I feel like if you look at the history of your life and see how you've grown and changed over time, you'll see yourself aspects of your personal identity shifting or changing, adopting new ones, ready to let go. And we can think it could be as simple as a label. Like when we're in school, we're a student, you know, then we're a worker. And then maybe some of us are really have a personal identity to attach to our work titles, right? Because I'm a, I'm a doctor or a therapist or whatever, like we have identities around that, or maybe becoming a mother, right? To me, that was a big identity shift. Um, but, but really, well, the reason it's important to think about your identity Sometimes we have parts of our identity that no longer serve us, but we act like it is the label of who we are is what we are. So the, the totality of it all, like if I never finished school, let's say, then would I, then I feel like I'm a failure, then I am a failure, right? Or if I cannot achieve something in my life, like let's say um, I've always been in debt and it's been hard to get out of it. And I'm a person who struggles. I'm a person who struggles with money. And that mantra becomes like that. A lot of us too, with our weight and our health, like if I'm overweight, that's how I am. That's how I'll always be. And we identify ourselves in these ways that don't serve us or our growth. Yeah. 
but because sometimes our personal identity is so ingrained either internally, right. Or externally people say, what do you, why do you think you can do that? You'll never be able to do that. Or, you know, no one in our family ever does. Like we get these external things as well. So sometimes it's the external forces of what the society says, what we're, who we're supposed to be or what we can achieve. Then we have the internal. And what I feel like is sometimes our personal identity needs an audit, right? And we need to say, what things that I'm believing about myself may no longer be true for me? What things are no longer serving me in this moment? What if I could adapt a different kind of identity that could move me along? What am I ready to let go of? Right? And and we have those are those are some really big questions. So it's not like something you wake up one morning, and be like, I'm ready just to let go. Right? I feel like that's why the analogy of the tree, there's a time yeah. and a space and a season. But you have to be willing to be stand in that moment to say, let me look at myself right now in this time and space, not with criticism, but with curiosity. Right? What what is what and to speak to the other side of this too some things about me are awesome i want to hold on to my let's say if i'm a really tenacious person and um loves my willingness to engage with all kinds of people and work hard and love hard and have empathy those are parts of my personal identity that i'm proud of right and those are parts that i continue to want to um grow and explore so i feel like you know baby with the bathwater sometimes when we want to make yeah. a change it's because it's all wrong or it's all bad. And I think it's important to weigh both sides. There's some things you should definitely hold on to. And there's some definitely things in the time and space and season that you're probably ready to ease out of. And yeah. That's, that's personal identity to me in a nutshell, that it's not static. It is, it is flexible and changing, but you are the creator of the change in your identity. You are the decider, I guess, in terms of I'm deciding what fits my identity now and what doesn't. Yeah. And what's interesting is I live in the Pacific Northwest. You live in a, the Denver area, right? Correct. Uh, and so we live in two different places of the world. Yet what we know is that here we go through seasons and every season, depending upon where you live, has a change. Now, if you're my buddy, Mark Anthony, and you're down there in Florida, then what? You're putting on a sweater. Um but if you're in Denver or Colorado, where one of our hosts just moved to a place in Colorado, then this is a different winter for you. Mm-hmm. If you're here in the Pacific Northwest, and it is this time of year, and you could see the sun coming in on, on this side, um, what you know is that this is a beautiful day all of a sudden that I didn't expect but we knew it just rained for six days, horrific flooding over the weekend. I almost couldn't get home from the office. And, and yet it'll start raining again tomorrow. But these are changes that kind of drive you to thinking about how you're going to live your life. Are you going to live, let go of every single thing you want to do outside because it rains? Well, don't move to the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> wiser words were never spoken right <laughs> just don't move here if you come here in the summer and you're thinking ah no no but let's talk about this from a perspective of our lives because there are some things just like you talked about about the tree there are some things personal to our identity which are positive and then there are others that are don't serve us anymore this is the trick like my mama used to say when she would sing that like 
Kenny Rogers song, I think it was, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Mm -hmm. And isn't that the life lesson though? Yes. And that is the push pull, right? And that is the finding harmony within ourselves to know what we're holding on to and know how and when to let go. And that's why I think a lot of times I'm people like in my line of work as a therapist, a lot of people feel like I need to change everything about my life. Like everything's wrong and everything like, like they might come in in a crisis or, or one part of their life is overtaking other parts. And we forget our strengths. We forget what's right about us. Right. And it, what I find in my work with people is what makes it harder to let go and to change is this overwhelming sense of negativity and judgment about what is wrong with you instead of what is right with you. And so I think if you can look at personal identity as starting out with what's right with me, what do I like about myself? What am I rooted in that really fits? Then when you're looking to let go and the push pull of that, you can look again with curiosity and compassion to say without judgment, what things are no longer serving me? Yeah. What labels do I no longer want in my life? Or how am I going to choose to gracefully let this either part of my life go, right? Or part of my identity um, that no longer really matches me? Or am I going to have the courage to say, even if society says you should feel this way about yourself, I'm going to say, well, I don't. Oh and my I'm God. taking a different path, right? And I, I, I have to say, this came up for me recently. I just turned 50. And I was having an identity crisis for a little bit. Like, what does a 50 year old do? Like what happens when you're 50? And I just had this giggle at myself a bit because it just came up as like um, a kind of a surprise to me that I would be wrestling with like, what does it mean to be 50? What do you want it to mean? You know, like I, I kind of wrestled with that identity of like, what is, what does that want it to be? And then I was also thinking about my identity in terms of over my lifespan, what I've identified with over the years of my life from like primarily a kid to then a scholar and a student and then therapist and then an identity that took me so long to shift was as professional speaker I couldn't I couldn't utter I would tell people I speak sometimes I say I'm a therapist who speaks sometimes <laughs> right because I couldn't own the identity and like how my life changed when I said started saying I'm a professional speaker right and like so at 50 I kind of looked back at different shifts in my life and said like what have I identified over my lifespan and how can I embrace this new time in my life, you know, with whatever, however it's going to unfold for me now. Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about this. Cause I got a couple of things on this. We got to really get down to, right. Which I love one. When we come back, we're going to talk about one of the most painstaking things that we go through as human beings. And, and I, I can't speak for the men, but I know as women, we usually have the chore of looking at what we own. But what happens when two people come together? What happens when you're single one day and now you're in relationship and now you get the U-Haul and you're getting ready to pack her up, move her into a place together? Let's take this conceptual idea about belief and about letting go. And let's bring it down to real terms because why? You know, when we think about these feelings we have and these beliefs we have, they turn out in the most incredible materialistic ways on the planet. Just like the tree has dumped that cedar stuff all over my backyard. That's like a material thing. Also, it's why Christina Aguilera at 40 years old is popping it through with her new single in Spanish. Yes. How does one keep 
the spirit alive. Let's take a short break. Carrie Knudsen joining us here today. Her show, it is amazing. What are you all thinking about? What are you ready to let go of? And what do you need some help to let go of? When we come back, we're going to share our deepest secrets about that. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne in the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. You're listening to Get Big Out Loud with Carrie, Carrie Knudsen. Carrie, before we roll on, look, you are somebody, you're out in the world, you're working with young people, you, you do these amazing, funny things. You're a professional speaker, a, a school a storyteller, counselor, mother. We, Benny, we have not seen her do the closet rap artist thing. So we got to we got to get that for the next show. <laughs> we got to get the rap for the next show. Um, all I need and, is a backbeat and a topic. That's all I need. <laughs> that is the topic. She's already spitting some confidence right there. I think she's got it. So that's going to be the name of our new show. <laughs> right. Spitting right? some confidence. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're it's not saying. Bad. It's not bad. That's what I, lo- I love that. Ooh, I love I that. I just came up with it. <laughs> uh, the, 
the topic for the next show. But look, you are in the world. You're, you know, look, you've been up in front of a one woman storytelling show. You call yourself, and honestly, I'm getting a hot flash even just saying it right now, a chronic extrovert. Now, imagine doing a show, chronic extrovert meets chronic introvert. That's us right here today. <laughs> um, but we're taking on the letting go thing. How do people find out more about you, everything you're up to? Because you are like, got it going on. How do we do that? You can find me on any social media handle at KnutsonSpeaks.com um, or Instagram or Facebook at Knutson Speaks. It's K-N-U-T-S-O-N. And really everything I'm trying to put out in the world, whether it's through my storytelling show or this podcast or my coaching or my presentations, it's all about applied psychology, how we connect with people, our human relationships, tangible ways to think a little differently about what's going on. And so I think no, no matter what the venue is, I'm really excited about connecting with people. And that's my chronic extrovertness. I think coming out is I love people. I love to be with them. I love their ideas. I love to hear about their different perspectives. And I think that's fueled a lot of my business because I get to be with so many different people and, and really grow from those experiences. So I love everything that I get to do is in alignment with my, with my values and what I'm excited about doing. Now, look, I, I want to go back to this because I mentioned ex-Tina. I have been a Christina Aguilera fan. Benny will tell you. We're actually in her bio. Trust busting is in her bio because we gave her an award <laughs> back in the day for her her, uh, her 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 album stripped. I mean, that was the most how should I say it bold set of lyrics and music about women and about people of the LGBTQ community and about people of color to come along in a really long time. So now she comes out, this former all-new Mickey Mouse Club uh, alum, now she comes out and she's, and I'm, I'm not kidding, nobody's going to tell her, you're 40, don't do this. It's mm -hmm. just not going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And now she, she comes out and drops a single with two other, two other women, and it is a single that it pays homage to women. So this is a woman that has stayed true. Go back. Did that did that album contrary to her label? Her label's like, no, no, you can't do it. No. And she's like, yes, I'm going to do it. And now she's back full circle in a just an amazing song that pays homage to women. Um, and it's called For My Girls, but it's Spanish, right? Pamas uh, Muchachas. And, you know, there we go with that. Stay true to oneself. Now, here's the question for you. This is a woman, just like you and me, and she faces what you and me face. She may be ex-Tina, so what? Doesn't matter. But we have to make decisions every day on what to hold on to, what's going to support who we are and what's not. For her to come full circle, right, mm -hmm. 20 years later, and still be talking about what's important to her. She well, has not missed a beat. So how do you and I do that? And how do we help our listeners do that? Well, I see how you're inspired by that right now, Dr. Pat. Like you are inspired by someone else showing up, right? And 
kind of in, in my mind, I don't know as much about Christina Aguilera as obviously as you do, but from what you're telling me, it seems like she started off one way, reinvented herself, came back, stood firm, is making something now that is really authentically her and, and showing up in the world with that. And you're loving it. Is that yeah. right? So and she's right. admitting this, just like the rest of us. Oh, by the way, how do you feel about that, Christina? She says, about writing in Spanish? Oh, intimidating and scary. Yes. Yes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Aren't we talking about letting go of the stuff that is just holding us back from being all we can be? Yes, but we're, I feel like that is such the crux question of everybody who's suffering with anything right now, right? Like, I'm not enough. I'm not courageous enough. I'm scared of whatever. And those things feel really true, right? When you say, like, I don't know if I have the courage or I'm afraid because, like, the, there's a difference, though, I think, between fear and danger, right? And part of it has to, like, recognize sometimes fear is the thing that's saying, yeah, you're scared because it's out of your comfort zone. It's new. Someone might judge you. It might not be perfect. And then you have to go into the next level of like, what's my idea of perfectionism? Why, who am I trying to please? Why does this have to be for somebody else and not me? Like, so we, it takes a few layers of thinking to get, I think, to the point where you're like, I'm going to do it anyway, right? Despite what other people might judge me for. And I think the judgment of other people really keeps us small because it's either who is she to do that who does she think she is right or if you, if it's not perfect and it's let's say you fail the judgment of failure or i say and very rarely do i see anyone full out fail at something i see where it could have been better or where like they might do it different next time but even when i think about like when i think about my own idea to do a show a one woman storytelling show and i I was talking to a good friend of mine named Laura and I was like, I'm so scared to do this show. And, and she's like, well, all you do is talk in front of people. All oh, that's your job. And now you're scared to do a show. I'm like, no, but because it's about me. Yeah. It's about me. So people could judge my stories and me when I talk about psychology at someone else. So they can judge, you know, whoever they want. I mean, don't judge Carl Rogers because he's the, like the father. <laughs> but I mean, you can judge anyone you want. Let's judge Freud. Okay. But, but then the judge, yeah, let's judge Freud. We can yeah, do that. He gets all the judgment. show. Um, but the idea of like, oh no, someone's going to judge me because when we take those steps to go out of our comfort zone, to say like, this is what's true for me in this moment. This is how I want to express myself. This is what I want to say. This is what I want to put out in the world, especially if it hasn't been done before or in a way that you can do it. I, I think that the judgment piece gets so wrapped up and fear goes along with that. Right. So when we see people do it anyway, like deal with their fear and deal with their judgment, we get inspired, right? Like yeah. just like you are now with Christina doing it. And you may be inspired to do something else that's not release a Spanish language single, right? I, oh and my God. Tell me how many times I've had to face my fear in the last month about things that I'm planning and things that I'm doing. Uh, I mean, honestly, we could do a whole nother show on that. But you know, here's the thing now, kids are buying this t-shirt all over the place now. They just it's a mantra. It's from the okay, Benny, I have to mention it again, because just saying, just saying right here, Carrie just brought up fear. So I'm just saying um, in the movie Dune, it has become it's a litany. It is now the T-shirt everybody's getting 
fear What's is this? the mind killer and there's a litany that comes out of that movie and it's from it, it's from the author of the book dune but it's i must not fear fear is the mind killer fear is the little death that brings total obliteration i will face my fear i will permit it to pass over me and through me and when it is gone past i will turn the inner eye to see its path so when it's gone past he's gonna like look back like, but he's going to look back from within the inner eye, where the fear is gone, there'll be nothing only I will remain. So I was interviewed the other day. And somebody said, you know, we heard you're talking about this one thing, like over and over and over again, Pat. And I said, Yeah, are you talking about doing they said, Yeah, I said, <laughs> you know, but there's a piece of that missing. Here's what it is. Fear is the mind killer. But resentment is the heart killer. Mm. You see, resentment is the number one offender it is the thing you you jump in here now please it will be the thing so you got your mind going in your past to fear but resentment resentment will have you hold on to those divorce papers for a year hello go ahead carrie hello <laughs> resentment is interesting because i feel like resentment you've just opened a big box right there resentment is interesting right because it's easy to say i resent you because you didn't let me and i resent you because i can never do this and part of i think owning our identity is this idea of how do i deal with my resentments like do i need as i'm learning things right and traveling on like how do i set boundaries that work for me so I don't build resentment? How do I also not give so much of my control away to other people, right? Because I feel like the control we give to other people allows for res resentment. Like I'm gonna resent you for doing something I never told you I didn't like, or I'm gonna let you blow through my boundaries and then resent that. Or I'm never gonna say, I see this in women a lot and myself included, I always have to work on it. When I need help or saying something like, I cannot do everything. I cannot, nor should I, <laughs> and then nor should I feel guilty for not being able to have a job, go shopping, cook, do the bills, go through the mail, manage the kids' science projects, and like clean, have a clean house. Like, and the resentment that builds up around like, am I, who am I mad at? The world for expecting that, right? But, and oh, my partner, my husband for, for not, for not just knowing what I need. So sometimes I feel like with resentment, that then turns into anger. We have to be really careful about that because we have a lot of control over how resentment grows. If we think about how am I setting my boundaries? What will and I won't do? How am I communicating my needs to other people? And then how am I using my courage to get me out of situations with people that are going to make me resentful, right? So I yeah. think a lot of it, we, resentment is a the big, like you said, you're going to blow it up here because you have to look at resentment from both sides. Yeah, the you do. Factor and the internal control that you have. The, and I love that we put fear and resentment together because I know what the acronym for fear is in my book. I am a truck driver's daughter. So I can tell you what the what I learned growing up, what fear meant, right? It is uh, basically uh, F everything and run. That is the way it was described to us growing up as kids in that language. Now, I didn't say the cuss word, Benny, so I think I'm okay with that. But, you know, what do you learn about that? You learn that, wait a minute, if you're running and you're running and you're running, it doesn't mean you're not dragging three 
iron caskets behind you that are chained to you that you mm-hmm. cannot let go of. Well, so and tell me. When you say that, though, it's so interesting, right? Because you're saying what you learned about in childhood about responding to things, right? Well, fear, about fear. But like we we would get these talks on fear. People got sex talks. We got fear talks. We got fear talks. (laughs) The fear. Time for the fear talk, Patty. Um, The whole idea of like what you drag behind you. So you get this messaging, right, on fear and then what to do about it. And then at some point in your life, you outgrow that or you recognize, man, I'm dragging a lot of stuff with me from the past. And I have to just stop from it to question, does this still serve me? Do I want to be dragging this around? Does this feel like I can manage this? Is it, is it possible too that I really needed that at some point in my life? And, and, and you could say, thank you. Wow, you really taught me something or you got me through a tough spot. Or yeah, that's an old way of thinking that I understand where that came from without having to be like, wrong or bad or horrible or like blame someone like you did this to me now I can resent you can you see like whatever was in the time was what it was but now you have the choice you have the fortitude and the the power the locus of control coming here to again let things go with grace means to say like oh I see how that served me at a time or I see how that messaging really impacted me and I choosing a different I'm choosing to let it go with grace I always say let things go with grace so that what you glass onto can grab with grace as well like but letting things go with grace is also a worthy endeavor instead of like burn it all down or blame everyone who wronged you or like raise your fist in the air and say this is why everything's wrong with your life like part of me again the slowing things down to like nature time in your season in your way looking at yourself with with love and compassion for all the things you might have drug along and instead of criticizing yourself and say no one else is doing this or how can I let it go sooner or like I can't believe I believe it whatever it is you're going to say to yourself a lot of all that of again, is so that doesn't feel exciting to me or like hopeful or easy or loving <laughs> it no it's really heavy hard. and you know to be honest with you um man it had to be about 20 years ago I went to a psychic in Port Townsend and I was at the door and she said, don't come in before you tell me who are the three ca- iron people in the iron caskets that are chained to you that you're bringing in my room. I mean, she saw it. Oh and I named gosh. them immediately. I did named you know? them immediately. Oh, I did. I, I named them like boom, boom, boom. And then I came in. But this is really for people listening. You know in your gut when something's ready to come up. You know, there are a couple things in life I'd like you to comment on, if we could, uh, Carrie. Mm -hmm. There are things that happen when someone we love passes. I'm not talking about divorce. I mean, like a mom or a dad. Mm -hmm. And one of the hardest things that I've watched people go through, it's not been my experience because basically everyone in my family has died suddenly, like alive and now dead. That's the way they roll. But other people, not so much. You know, I've watched my best friend go through taking care of the mom for 12 years and now still has mom's stuff and is thinking, I have to move these on. Mm -hmm. And see, this is another part of this. See, when the heart hurts, not in a bad way, you see, we always think letting go has got to be bad, but the heart hurts and we still have to let go, right? But we can Mm -hmm. let go, as you said, to coin your phrase, with grace. Tell us what that looks like, Carrie. 
Well, I think it's interesting that you bring up death around that because it's a very easy way to think about. Most people have some experience with death in some way where you feel like, oh, I had to really struggle with like, what does it mean to let go of this person physically, emotionally, their possessions, um, what they meant to me in my life, who I am without them, um, how I feel in this moment because of this change that has happened to me, you know, and, and our expectations too of ourselves around grieving, like, are we doing it right? Are we doing it for too long? How, like, what should we be sad about or not? Like, it's, it's funny, because I think death brings up a lot around how we let go with grace, right? But it's always conflicted with a lot of emotion. And again, sometimes we diminish that emotion, which keeps us from letting go gracefully, because we, we either, I shouldn't, feel this way, or let's say like we have conflicting emotions. Like I'm thinking for myself around death, sometimes feeling like so much sadness, but then anger, those conflicting emotions of like, yeah, that. And, and, but that's part of like in the moment, letting yourself be like, Oh, I'm having these conflicting feelings instead of like pushing them away, wishing them to be different, judging yourself. Part of letting go with grace is acknowledging all the things right without judgment, but with curiosity, Right. And, and yeah. saying in my season, like, it's, it's interesting for me because when I think about this, the idea of letting go of things, my dad passed a few years ago and I've been thinking about uh, gradually over the last four years, I've gotten rid of different possessions of him. Right. And at some point those possessions were so important to me. And over yeah. time I've been able to be like this, this book is not my dad. <laughs> this thing is not my dad. Right. Yeah. But I think about what's interesting, what remains now after four years is a picture of him that I love playing piano and his accordion. And I kept thinking, what's the summary of a life of his life to me, or these things that I have of him in my presence that I, I don't want to let go of because those things ground me. They, now I can look at them with joy. And for a while, I couldn't even look at a picture, right? It would just send me into, but I'm I'm seeing myself change and I'm acknowledging that I'm changing. And I'm also acknowledging like that I needed help in that too. I had to have a friend who has an organizing business come and take a garage stuff away. But I said, part of letting go with grace is also not trying to do it all yourself. And I said to her, I said, she has an organizing and design company and it's amazing. And I said, can you help me with a move out? That's not my stuff. Can you physically come to my house and take this? Cause it's too emotional for me. Oh my but God. I, we have to get her for Linda. No. Oh yeah. There, she is amazing. It's, it's, it's an amazing company. I'll just, can I say what it is? Yes, of course. They, it's called room redefined and the owner is Aaron Gaskins. And she helped me so much with that transition, right? The letting go of physical things that were holding on my emotional things that were like weighing me down judgmentally. And sometimes asking for help around letting go or getting new perspective can be life-changing. And she owns an organizing business, but it was more like a therapy session, right? For me to, to see in those times in our life, sometimes letting go, we need other people. We also need to be vulnerable. And that's why letting go with grace also involves acknowledging other people in our, in our lives. And the fact that, you know, how we have this independent streak in in the United States, go it alone, figure it out, do it. Don't let everyone see that you're vulnerable. So not only asking for help, but showing your vulnerability, like maybe I don't know how to let go, but I kind of know it's time, right? Maybe I need some new ideas about it. Doesn't have to be a personal judgment. Like, why can't you figure it out? Knutson, everyone else is like, maybe sitting with that, like, I just don't know, but maybe somebody else does, or maybe, 
asking for help or being vulnerable enough to say I'm in a tough spot. And I, I know this doesn't serve me, but I'm not quite sure yeah. of my way forward. See, to me, that's generous. That's realistic. That's thoughtful. It's, it's, it's feels empathetic to ourselves. Right. And yeah. I think letting go comes from us from creating that safe space around yourself to, to cultivate your courage, right. To start ideating in a new way to, to generally release things without gripping so tightly, we can just hold on and then let go like the leaves. Yeah. Right. So all of those things play into I think letting go with grace and, and how we can do that. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to follow up with that because you said something really interesting and super important in this entire conversation. What is it about letting go that keeps us holding on? Mm. Right. What is it about letting go that keeps us holding on? What oh, I have such a good thing, thing to say to that. That's a great question. Hanging on. How many people redid that song? I know the Supremes did it. Right, Benny, you keep me hanging on. Vanilla Fudge did it. Who knows Vanilla Fudge? Anybody raise your hand. Anybody other than me, raise your hand if you even know that band. Is it the cousin of Vanilla Ice? No, Vanilla Fudge. (laughs) Y'all look it up now. You'll (laughs) listen to their crazy stuff. It's good. But, you know, this idea, you said it before. When we come back, Carrie Knudsen is going to take us on a journey about what it means to BTWO. BTWO. Stay tuned. When we come back. You're going to get all about BTWO from Carrie Knutson, everybody. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit burnbrighttoday.com. Have you ever felt like if you just had the right tools and resources, you'd be able to carve a path toward the life your heart is aching for? Guess what? You have everything you need inside you. I'm Natasha Ornedo, and I'm here to show you that your healing is in your hands. Tune into my show, Unlock the Healing Path, every second and fourth Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To learn more about me and my work, visit NatashaOrnedo.com. So how do you value your self-worth? Join Dr. Pat and Sabrina Wright as they introduce Sabrina's holistic approach to self-care and inner peace. Get empowered to make decisions for yourself. Change your view of your own value and learn the tools for investing in who you're designed to be. Live the good life every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on The Dr. Pat Show featuring Sabrina Wright. To learn more, visit sabrinaiswright.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests 
as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three things I've learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to transformationtalkradio.com or visit Susan's website at susandolce.com. Are you ready to experience full body system wellness? Tune in to the Empower Me Show with Pam Bright, a spiritual toolbox for your life. Embrace the fullness of who you are as a spiritual being having a human experience. Pam Bright is a multidimensional healer, light language channel, energy intuitive, and spiritual transformation coach. Join her for a rich conversation about how to unlock all your spiritual gifts. Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. That's it. You keep me hanging on, right? Like you don't really want me, but you keep me hanging on. That's going to trigger a few things right there. Benny, thank you. Uh, Carrie Knutson joining me here today. Carrie, how do people find out about you? And then you're going to talk to us about BTWO. Okay. You can find me anywhere at Knutson Speaks, either.com or on social media. Um, on the web. That's where I am. And um, I do presentations, coaching, and I have a one woman show. A lot of my work right now is I've done a new presentation called Thriving Through Change, which is all about like how we embrace what's next for us, which has been interesting. A lot of my work has been based in emotional intelligence, but I do a lot with human development, applied psychology, and things, basically anything that I love to talk about regarding people and how we operate. All right. So you ready to like give us a little lesson here on this, because it is by far one of the most important things we can learn in the evolution of ourselves in this lifetime. But it's so tied in to belief as well. Uh, One of the one of the really toughest beliefs we carry is and again, as we get older, we let age determine the action we'll take in life. I'm too old to this. Well, that is not Christina Aguilera, because basically, if you're 40 in that industry, hello, what are people saying to you about that? Mm -hmm. But it's not her belief. But there's a trust that she must have. And if you look up the definition of trust, and you take it to where you are, which what you this is what you're going to tell us about right now, you ready? This is to tell us about BTWO, building trust with ourselves building that thing that firm belief in the reality and reliability of truth ability and strength of someone or something and in this case ourselves take it away wow what a setup you've like hit it i'm gonna ready to hit it out of the park now thanks for the pitch (laughs) i love it but yes building trust with ourselves that is the primary i feel like the primary lesson of of life as we as we move forward when we can trust ourselves, that that really speaks to our growth, right? Because I feel like when we when you think of the idea of trust, a lot of us look externally for validation or recommendations. What should I do? Where should I go? What should I do? Who should I be? Um, according to you, outside sources, and I feel like we're taught from a young age not to trust ourselves or not to listen to ourselves and that we're in a process as we grow of how do I bring back trust in terms of my preferences, my opinions, who I want to be, how I want to show up in the world. How do I build trust with myself to show up for myself? 
right? To not judge myself or criticize myself. How do I build a trusting relationship with myself so I can show up however I am to me? And this is what I mean by that. That might seem a little convoluted, but I feel like a lot of us have these personas and we put things out to the world and like everything's fine, everything's good. Um, I'm I'm busy just like everyone else is, and I have my same set of complaints like everyone else is. But then underneath, what we do when we don't acknowledge our truths, like I'm suffering right now, I'm having a hard time, or I'm in a difficult situation, or I'm actually really in a good place, but I don't want to say anything because nobody wants to hear that, right? So whatever it is, I feel like sometimes we have this duality of our existence where we project one thing. And then we live another on the inside. And that also with the, the things that we do that that breach our trust with ourselves is when we tell ourselves things is so critical, right? It, that, that it's hard to trust our own mind sometimes. So let's say when we're trying to take a risk and put ourselves out there, that's like our best selves, like trusting and I will do my best and things will, will go my way. And then let's say the critic in you is like, why did you think you could do that? That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Of course, you're going to fail because you're too old, fat, insecure. You don't have the right degree, whatever you're going to say, whatever a million judgments, right? So that's a breach then from the self that the little part that we need to protect. That's like, I'm, I'm going to try this. I trust that I can, and I'm going out with courage. I feel like that little part is like this. And then the other voice comes in like, <laughs> and how does that voice feel safe to trust itself to try again? Right. When those things are within your brain, right, playing a a game. And if you don't bring consciousness to it, the louder voice is the voice of criticism, the voice of doubt, the voice of fear, the voice of anger, the voice of otherness. And all that voice, those voices are so much louder than the little voice of trust that says, I believe in myself. I'm safe. I can try this. It's okay. I don't have to be perfect. I'm willing to change. I want to change. Um, I know who I am and I know where I want to be. Like that's a softer, quieter, more steady voice, but it doesn't, it's not throwing a party up here. Like these guys are loud, you know, like the loud guys are going to get kicked out. That's why I think we need to quiet ourselves. And why I feel like we can learn a lot from nature and the, the cycles of our lives being quiet coming in listening to that voice that knows what's true for us and building trust within ourselves so when those other voices come in that you can say that that's not true for me right now or i used to believe that but i don't or that doesn't serve me any longer or shh i'm trying to do something here (laughs) i love this i'm going to give you an example you comment on it and i'm going to make it really quick I bought a device, an exercise, piece of exercise equipment a couple of months ago, and I did a lot of research. And I got a, a, a MaxFit trainer, very not an elliptical and not a stair stepper in between. When I bought it, I was a million percent clear and put it together, got it set up. And all of a sudden, I start to get the belief it's too hard. I can't do it. And it took me eight weeks to figure out that that was a belief I had. Now, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but here we are. How do we help people today? First of all, awareness is number one. Number two is take action to change it, right? Sure. With kindness and compassion to yourself, because courage isn't, to me, courage is like a a short-lived match when you're like, I'm going to be courageous and just do it versus like the slow burn, right? Of 
thoughtfulness going into yourself, deciding you, making a decision for yourself, letting, realizing your identity doesn't have to be so kind of strict or like um, when, when you, when you think about how it can be fluid, like I love the idea of bamboo is strong, but flexible. And I feel like that's how we have to be too. The parts of ourselves that we lean into that we know we can depend on the strong and the flexibility to shift and make changes. Right. But it all has to be done through the lens of empathy, love, encouragement, support. It cannot be done through criticism and fear. And that's when, when you're dragging stuff around with you, like the idea of like, it took me a long time to figure out this is a story I'm telling myself that's not to serve me. Right. But then saying like, well, at least I learned it now. Yeah. Right. I'm ready to be open. And I think part of self-awareness is being willing to be self-aware, being willing to check yourself, being willing to look at your life through an outside perspective and be like, is this true? Does this really serve me? Is this who I want to be in this moment? And yes, fear and judgment. I see you. Right. But I've come into this place. I'm, I'm trust in my highest good in myself and whatever it is you want to call it intuition, that voice, everyone has a different word for it. But I do think Mm -hmm cultivating that is is like the root of the tree right and the the base of it that no matter what's going on over here you know who you are and you have the courage to show up right you have the courage to let things go you have the courage to rebloom you have the courage to be all sassy and show off your fall colors right and then you start again right but that comes from a base of something and there are a lot of good things about you already and a lot of things and qualities that will help you to let go with grace and give you courage to let go with grace and move you forward with grace. That's why you and I show up with twinkle lights in our in in, in our in our show frame, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, so look, look. Thank you for today. Thank you for taking us on this journey. As always, it's for both invigorating, and thank you for the va- bamboo analogy because there isn't anything that I can think of that can be so hard and durable and yet one of the softest of softest fabrics you can get. Isn't that interesting to be able to be both? Yes. Yes. And that's how we, that's why I love analogy and story and visuals because between the tree or the bamboo or the leaves, whatever speaks to you today, encourage you to think about that. What parts of that do I have in myself? Right. Because sometimes when we can visualize that as an external thing, we can then internalize it a little bit easier because we think in pictures and stories and it's easy for us to, to see that. And I, and I do hope today two people take away this idea of there's more that's right with you than what's wrong with you. And the yeah. idea of you don't have to let everything go and change it all and do whatever. There's probably a lot that you want to hold on to that's, that's helped you. And there's probably a lot of things that are no longer serving you that with an eye to some curiosity and some compassion could really move you forward as you shift into whatever season of your life that you're currently find yourself in. I love it. Carrie Knudsen, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. You have been listening to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will help you to know which thoughts are keeping you small in order for you to get big. Get big and live your life out loud. For more information, visit KnutsonSpeaks.com.